The following is a sermon that was preached at Good News Lutheran Church in Mount Horb, Wisconsin. It was preached on Sunday, January 5th, 2020, on the basis of Ephesians 3, verses 2 through 12. For more information or to view our entire sermon library, visit goodnewslc.org. Thank you for listening. Sometimes the very best way you can hide something is to put it in plain sight. I know it sounds a little bit odd to say that. Normally, we would think that if we put something in plain sight, people are going to, well, people are going to see it. But that's not always the case, and especially if those people are focused on something else. Back in 1999, there was a psychologist by the name of Daniel Simons who demonstrated this with a now famous experiment. In this experiment, there was a group of people who were asked to watch a brief video. And in that video, there were, first of all, three people who were wearing white t-shirts, sort of all moving around in circles around each other and passing a basketball back and forth. There were then also three people wearing black t-shirts who were doing exactly the same thing. So six total people, two basketballs, all kinds of motion, all kinds of activity, And the people watching the video were asked to carefully pay attention and carefully count how many times the people wearing the white t-shirts passed the ball back and forth. When asked for their answer, nearly everyone got it correct 15 times. But then they were asked the question that the experiment was really all about. They were asked, did you see the gorilla? Sure enough, right in the middle of the video, a man wearing a black gorilla suit walked right out into the middle of the shot, faced the camera, pounded his chest a couple of times, and then walked right out. The kind of thing that would normally catch your attention, I think, right? And yet more than half of the people who were watching the video didn't even see the gorilla at all. Sometimes something can be completely in plain sight and yet remain completely hidden, especially when people are focused on something else. I can't help but think that that now famous psychological experiment sometimes resembles our lives a little bit. I mean, here we are. It is January 5th. We are not even a full week into our new year, and yet I am guessing that whatever brief and temporary rest and reprieve you enjoyed around Christmas sort of seems like ancient history by now. It's back to work and back to school and back to our full calendars and our long to-do lists and our constant levels of high stress. And do you think maybe, just maybe, it's possible that with all of that activity that is going on in our lives and all of the focus that it requires of us, there might be something big going on. Something giant, in fact. Something as large as that proverbial 800-pound gorilla, and yet we might just miss it. Even though it is completely in plain sight, it might remain completely hidden. As we turn our attention to these words from Ephesians today, God is going to tell us why that sort of thing can happen, and in the process, hopefully keep it from happening to us. We're starting this new worship series today that's entitled, Let There Be Light. Over the course of the next several weeks, we're going to see all the different ways in which God opens our eyes and enables us to see life as he would want us to see it. 
And this week we're going to see that God is in fact doing something big, something giant in fact in our world and in our lives, something that he very much wants us to see. We're going to see why it so often can remain hidden. We're going to see why that can easily happen to us. And again, hopefully in the process, we're going to keep that from happening to us. God has this big surprise that he wants to reveal. And yet, as we look at these verses from Ephesians, we're going to see that God reveals his big surprise by hiding it in plain sight. So what is that surprise? Well, as I read those words, words from Ephesians, there was maybe one word that you heard being repeated over and over again. It was the word mystery. Something that once was hidden, that once was a secret, and yet now has been revealed, now has been brought into plain sight. What is that surprise? Paul tells us that the Gentiles are heirs together with Israel, members together of one body, and sharers together in the promise in Christ Jesus. So Paul is saying that even if you are a Gentile, in other words, even if it seems as though you are as far away as possible from the blessings that Jesus Christ brought into this world, God makes you a full participant in those blessings. Those blessings are for you. The forgiveness, the life, the salvation that Jesus came to bring, it is for you. And not just in in varying degrees, not according to some sort of sliding scale based on who you are and what you've done. No, those blessings are for all, and those blessings are for all equally. If that doesn't seem like anything remarkable or surprising to you, it should. In fact, we might think of it this way. Imagine if, instead of being a citizen of the United States, you were a citizen of the African nation of Uganda. If you lived in Uganda, odds are you would be among the poorest people in the world. Odds are that your annual household income would be around $1,600. The odds would be pretty good, three out of four chances, in fact, that you, as a citizen of Uganda, would not even have access to electricity. And not only that, but the wealth that you knew existed in the world, the wealth that could change your life and completely transform your circumstances, that wealth would seem worlds and worlds away. In fact, I I checked on Google Maps. It is almost 9,000 miles from the capital city of Uganda to a city called Seattle, Washington, a city where one of the biggest companies in the world is located, a company that is valued at nearly a trillion dollars, a company whose stock is sold for a single share at more than a Ugandan citizen makes in an entire year, you maybe can imagine the company that I'm talking about is Amazon. Why do I mention Amazon? Well, believe it or not, all of the wealth and all of the benefits that Amazon brings into our world and into our lives actually make it all the way to Uganda. That's right, if you were a Ugandan citizen and you were one of those one in four lucky people who had access to electricity and maybe even the internet, if you went on Amazon.com and ordered something, Amazon would deliver it all the way to Uganda. The benefits that Amazon brings into the world go that far. Now, I'm not sure if that strikes you as surprising, but here's what would. 
What if the governing board at Amazon decided to approach you, a citizen of Uganda, and say, you don't just get a, a little bit of a taste of the benefits that Amazon brings into the world. We're going to make you a full participant. We're going to make you an equal shareholder. We're going to give you a parking spot with your name on it just outside the corporate headquarters. We're going to give you a key card that not only gets you in the front door, but actually gets you up to the very top floor. We're going to give you shares of stock and not just one, not just a few, but no one is going to be able to say that they have more share of that stock than you do, not even CEO Jeff Bezos himself. You are going to be not just a, a fringe beneficiary of the benefits that Amazon brings, you are going to be a full participant. That might be a little bit surprising. That's God's big surprise, that no matter how far away the blessings that Jesus brings into the world appear to be, they are for you. And they are for you fully and equally. We could probably come up with a, a list of our own factors that make those blessings seem to be worlds and worlds away. Start with geography and chronology. We live thousands of miles away from the place where Jesus brought those blessings into the world. We live thousands of years away. We belong to a different race. We belong to a different culture. We speak a different language. How about characteristics that are less superficial than that? How about the fact that so much of what Jesus tells us to do, we just don't do? How about the fact that so much of what Jesus tells us not to do, we go ahead and do anyway? How about the fact that so much of what Jesus despises, we actually desire? How about the fact that so much of what he desires for us and for our lives we actually despise? All kinds of reasons we could come up with for why those blessings, why the benefits that he came to bring might seem worlds and worlds away. And yet the big surprise that he wants to reveal to us is not simply that we get to be fringe beneficiaries of those benefits, but that we get to be full participants. In other words, it's not like we could say to ourselves, well, <laughs> I know that I'm far away from God, but I know that there are other people who are closer. People who are more godly than me. People who are better than me. People who obey God's commands more than I do. People who are very religious. People who go to church every single Sunday. People who read their Bibles and pray every single day. And maybe because of the existence of those people in the world, God is sort of just happier with all of us. Maybe the blessings that God showers upon people like that will sort of radiate out to me as well. God's surprise is bigger and better than that. God says that no matter how far you think you might be from those blessings, you are a full participant in them. You are an equal stakeholder. You have full and free access directly to God, straight to the top. You don't need anybody else to help you get there. There is no one on planet Earth who can say that they are closer to God than you. No one who can say that they have a greater share in God's blessings and his inheritance than you. That is God's big surprise. That's how good and how generous he is. So again, Paul is saying that that surprise was once hidden. It was once a mystery, but now God has made it known. Now he has brought it into plain sight. But we also need to pay very careful attention to how Paul says God does that. Paul says that God brings these blessings to light. God makes them known through 
the gospel. In other words, God did not reveal this big surprise through fireworks and theatrics. He didn't write it in big, bold letters across the sky or or put it on a microchip that he then implanted in each and every one of us so that we would just know it by nature. He didn't tuck it away in some giant old church or some fancy new museum that we'd have to go and visit in order to get it. No, he puts this big surprise into words. He makes it a message. And not only that, but he then puts that message on the lips of what seemed to be the least likely candidates to go around spreading it. You heard what Paul said. He said, even though I am less than the least of all the Lord's people, I have been given this gospel. So the person who was the most significant figure in taking this message and spreading it all over the world is probably the least likely candidate for the job. You maybe know that before Paul became a Christian missionary, he was someone who persecuted and imprisoned and even oversaw the murder of Christians. This is how God makes his big surprise known. He hides it in plain sight. And so it's no wonder the response that it often receives. Part of what Paul is doing in these verses is he is explaining and trying to help the Ephesians think through what are, they, what are they supposed to think about the fact that as Paul is writing these words, he is in prison. In other words, the people that had power and prestige in Paul's day didn't think very much of this message that Paul was proclaiming. In fact, they thought it should be censored. They thought it should be silenced. They thought it should be locked up and never let out. It's also no wonder that the very same thing still happens in our world, that people with earthly wealth, earthly power, earthly influence, and earthly wisdom often won't think very much of this message. It's also no surprise that the very same thing can happen in our lives. That as we sit here on January 5th, not even a full week into the new year, as we get back to work and back to school and back to our full calendars and our long to-do lists and our constant stress, So much of our focus is given to those things and so little of our focus is given to God's big surprise revealed to us in the gospel. That even though it is in plain sight, it often remains hidden in our lives. So we might wonder to ourselves, well, why in the world does God do it this way? Why does he reveal it by hiding it in plain sight? Believe it or not, He has no choice. The way that God reveals this big surprise is completely in keeping with the nature of the surprise itself. Just think about it for a second. What if this big surprise that God wanted to reveal to us was the kind of thing that really drew attention in our world, the kind of thing that really drew a crowd, the kind of thing that really captured the interest of the wealthy and the intelligent and the powerful and the influential in our world? Would you be able to get anywhere near it? Would you be able to even get a whiff of those blessings that Jesus came to bring into the world? Not a chance. And yet because God reveals this big surprise by hiding it in plain sight, even people who seem to be farthest away are brought close. What God is doing by revealing his big surprise this way is he he is taking everything about the way the, the world normally works, everything in your life that might make you feel as though you are inferior or that you are behind 
or that you are on the outside looking in. God takes all of that and he just completely flips it out upside down. He completely reverses it. If you're looking for an example, look no further than what happened in Bethlehem shortly after Jesus' birth. There were people not far from where that happened who had power, who had influence, who had worldly wisdom, who even had God's revelation about where Jesus was to be born, and yet not, of them, not a one of them moved a muscle when Jesus came into the world. Instead, full-blown outsiders, magi from the east, people who lived hundreds of miles away, people whose entire lives were dedicated to doing things that God despised, they are the ones who are brought near. They are the ones who get to see. So yes, people with worldly power and worldly prestige will look at what God is doing and it won't impress them all that much. But Paul reminds us that there is another perspective. People with worldly wealth and prestige might take what God is doing here and and just kind of throw it in the trash on first glance. But Paul tells us that people with much greater power and much greater prestige are going to pick it up. They're going to look at it and they're going to stand in awe of what God is doing as if it is this beautiful and flawless diamond. The angels see what God is doing in our world, this big, giant thing, and all they want to do is stare at it. They want to turn it from one side to the other, every side, every facet, revealing a different aspect of just how beautiful it is. Paul puts it this way. He says, through the church, the manifold wisdom of God should be made known to the rulers and the authorities in the heavenly realms. I don't know about you, but maybe it's their perspective that is the one worth sharing. That as our lives once again get busy and full of activity and full of stress, and as so many people spend their time and their energy and their wealth chasing after things of far less value, that we would spend our time and our energy and our wealth chasing after this beautiful treasure, God's big surprise revealed to us in his gospel. That this big giant thing God is up to in our world and in our lives, this 800-pound gorilla, that we would actually stop and see it. What a wonderful and beautiful thing that it is that God takes this surprise and he hides it in plain sight. Yes, many people will be deceived, but make no mistake, God's intention is not to deceive. God's intention is to draw us in. As I mentioned with the kids, the very same light that gives us sight, if it becomes too brilliant and too bright, it actually blinds us and causes us to look away. The blessings that Jesus came to bring into this world are more bright and more brilliant than anything we could possibly imagine. And so God has to reveal them by hiding them in plain sight. Yes, that means that for many people, they will remain hidden. But hiding them in plain sight is the only way any of us can possibly see. Amen.